Welcome, welcome back on this day after Turkey Day. I appreciate you listening. I'm Todd Brinker, and this is Back from the Brink. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. So for you football fans, you know, Turkey Day also means that the uh, Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys will be playing. And let's just put it this way. Those two teams are having a rough year. They are not exactly the cream of anybody's crop. Um, and so uh, there were not high expectations, unless, of course, you're a fan, which I'll be sure to, to let Erin know because she's kind of a fan. She's a fan, in the, but she doesn't watch a lot. But if she's going to pick a team, she's from Texas. So she's a Cowboy fan, and I feel bad for all Cowboy fans. Excuse me, because they're terrible. They're just terrible. Um, man, in the NFC least, the worst, worst uh, division in football, the Washington football team, the team without a name, uh, is now has a win-loss record of four wins and seven losses. Four wins to seven losses, and they're leading the division. Because the Philadelphia Eagles are three and six, the New York Giants are three and seven, and the Dallas Cowboys are three and eight at the bottom of the division. This is a .27 winning percentage. Holy moly. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, and I have my doubts about them because it seems like every time they play a team that's got a little bit of talent, they fall apart. Uh, but they're 7-3. and three. And the worst team in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions, who also lost yesterday, are 4-7. and seven. Now, if, that, if Detroit was in the same division as, as the Cowboys, they'd be winning. Here's Aaron. Hi, Aaron. I was just talking about the football games yesterday. Your, your, I say your, I know you're a pseudo fan. You're, you're peripherally in, in care. The, your uh, Dallas Cowboys lost to the Washington football team. The only team without a real, like, name or mascot because they're dumb. And Washington is now winning the division. They're the top of their division with a record of four and seven, they have four wins to seven losses, and they are winning the division because it is the, the it is not the NFC East as as it is previously. It is the NFC least. These are the four worst teams in the country, and they're all in one division. I mean, the the Washington That's football hilarious. team is is leading the division at four and seven. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles are in second place at three six and one because they had a tie. Then the New York Giants at three and seven, and the Dallas Cowboys are bringing up the bottom at three and eight. <laughs> now, just by comparison, Detroit also played yesterday. Detroit is at the bottom of the NFC North. They are the worst team in the NFC North. They also lost yesterday. Both teams, by the way, gave up 41 points to their opponents. The Detroit Lions are four and seven. They are in last place in the NFC North. And if they were in the NFC East, they'd be tied for first. Yeah, the NFC East is just ridiculous. I think there's high school teams that could be do- dominating that division. Isn't that sad? Yeah, that's sad. Why? Yeah, Why I've actually i I've heard Why pundits. So 
I don't know. I don't know. Series of bad decisions, <laughs> you know, I guess. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's it, it's just terrible. You know, I mean, they've had some bad luck. They've had some some COVID issues. And they've had some injuries. I mean, you know, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback, is lost his whole season. I mean, he's got a leg injury and he's out. Um, uh, their backup quarterback missed two games because he... He got a concussion, and then after he got a concussion, he got COVID, so he had to miss two games. So, so they were using like a third or fourth string quarterback to try to cover. You know, I mean, literally, it's like anybody here ever throw a football? Uh, okay, you, you're now the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, which is just sad. Um, but you know that that whole division is just horrific, and and it's. I've heard pundits actually refer to games like if you have a game on your schedule up against one of those teams, it's like having a week off. It's like getting an extra week of, of you can play your you know third stringers because all your starters can take a week off and rest. Isn't um, that sad? It's yeah. So oh sad. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Although I do, you know, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, and I've got to say the Packers are seven and three. They're doing pretty good. They're leading the NFC North. They play the Chicago Bears Sunday night. Um, my concern with them is, is every time they play a team that has even just an inkling of, of skill and, and talent, they seem to fall apart. I mean, you know, they, they, they're beating lots of teams that aren't that good, but every time they get up against a team that's relatively good, they seem to not do well. So as much as I would love to say I see them going all the way, um, and you know, anytime you've got somebody with the talent of Aaron Rodgers, there's always that possibility, but they just don't seem to put it together. They can't stop it. Everybody's figured out, well, you want to beat the Packers, just to hand it to your running back and let him run down the middle. Nobody will tackle him, you know? And so, yeah, just go that way. And, and you can even <laughs> probably call it out. We're going to run over the right tackle this time. And, and the Packers will all line up on the left, you know, going, huh? Uh, I don't get it. Their defense is, is just bad that's just bad coaching yeah honestly i think they need to get a new defensive coordinator and they need to really rethink their defense and i would do it sooner than later if they have any hopes for this season because aaron Rodgers is not going to get any younger here i mean he's you know he's still playing at a really high level but it's like you've got all this talent on offense um you know for gosh yeah. sake stop the other guys from running through you like you know running through paper towels um but anyway on from sports ball. Enough of that stuff. It we is can... a beautiful, crisp 48 degrees outside. And uh, the freeways are pretty open, which is nice. And yes, the wind is blowing. Autumn is rocking. Autumn is rocking, and I love it. I do, too. I really do. You know, I was teasing on the, on the radio show about uh, running to the Shack Out Back studio this morning because it was cold. I... I walked briskly but it um it uh you know i like that i like that cold when i get up in the morning i like it to be kind of cold where the bed is warm and and, and you're like not sure you want to actually get out of the bed because it, it's just it's there's a crispness in the air and it would feel good to stay in the warm bed i like that i like that morning i don't like the mornings in the summer where you're like you know you've kicked everything off and over the course of the night because it's it's you know all your blankets and your in your sheets because it's it's like you're baking in an oven and you're just like oh please get me out of this this bed is hot and gross and i just want to get out and you know take a cold shower to wake myself up or something yeah i don't like those days nearly as much as i like the autumn so i am seeing puffs of smoke in the air in the mountains Mm. and uh that's not not good 
No, that's not good. And we've today, it's supposed to die down tomorrow, but today we're going to continue to get the Santa Ana winds here in the Southland. And that means, and I say Santa Ana winds, it's not like gentle little winds. It's like gale force winds come gusting down the trail and, uh, and, and it's dry, cold winds from the up high desert and a, a spark, a spark or a firebug can wreak havoc pretty quickly because if a fire starts it spreads like crazy with the wind you know I yeah. frankly you, you'd have to work to get a fire to start in this kind of wind I don't know how you would do it you'd have to really work hard because the wind would blow it out well um, the uh, it looks like uh, well so now it's kind of it looks like the smoke is dissipating it might be a little mountain in San Bernardino it's hard to tell mm-hmm. um uh, you know, because you can't tell the often you can't tell the, the depth of where it's happening. Like it could sure. be, you think it's farther away than it is, or you think it's, yeah. it's closer than it is. But um, it looks like because it's it's I'm seeing less of the smoke, so it looks like firefighters are on it. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Let's hope so because let's face it. Um, as much as we like to have the rain, it just covers our hillsides with tinder for the dry season. Um, and uh, we do live in a desert, and we have a dry season that lasts most of the year. Um, but this time of year, when the wind kicks up, it's just miserable. And so, um, you know, I'm joking about how hard it is to start a fire, but obviously, you know, the the whole of California has been burning on and off for several months. So, yep, uh, it's true. Somebody figured out how to do it, you know. <sighs> yeah. So it's uh, it's weird on Black Friday to see so few cars out and about and we talked about why I and mean, I know that Black Friday really started two weeks ago yeah um, it's been sort of Black November exactly it's kind of it's just weird yeah I've never been the sort of like hey let's go out on Black Friday and go buy something kind of guy because I hate 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 the crowds um, and you know these days there's even more reason to hate being in a crowd because it's not healthy for you um you know, so there's lots of the buying online. And we talked about the fact that you can buy it online and then just go pick it up. And they'll bring it out and throw it in your trunk and you can drive away. No lines, no nothing. And I think that's a, a good move by most of the retailers. Um, but, um, you know, I'm still disinclined to go out and do it unless there's just a deal that's something that I really want. You know, there's that thing that you see and you once you see it, then you want it. And then... You know, after you have it, you go like, well, maybe I didn't want it. You know, and then there's that thing that you know you've been wanting for quite a while, and you've been watching, and you've been waiting for it to come on sale. And so this is for those kinds of things. This is actually a really good time to be buying, right? Because if you've been watching and waiting, retailers are are itching to make sure that they they you know still have a good sale season and and make their revenue. Because a lot of um, a lot of retailers, you know, between now and Christmas makes their year and so you know they can't they can't have a bad holiday season yeah they just can't and so the idea of the drive up and we'll put it in your trunk for you and you don't have to see anybody or stand in any lines i think is very appealing more so even than you know having it like dropped on your doorstep assuming you can get a good deal so yes yes you know who are probably going to suffer this year are porch pirates because everybody's home yeah you know, they can Good. Text they need to Amazon suffer. That their that their their packages arrived. They can go out and get it. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, now you don't just see them on the ring doorbell coming and stealing your stuff. You're literally there. It's like, who's that? Exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know what? People who go up and take packages away from other people's houses deserve to have a bad holiday season. Yeah. 
They do. And they deserve they to be attacked by rabid dogs. Or thrown in jail. <laughs> or all of the above. Yeah. Yeah, oh, nobody oh, comes oh. on my, my front porch without, you know, three little wiener dogs making loud announcements. And so... It's like, we know anytime there's anybody in in and around our house. Uh, it's true. They're, um, you know, maybe not great guard dogs, but they're amazing alarm dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, if you're taller than four foot tall, you're probably safe. But, but uh, you will be announced. <laughs> there is no sneaking up. So, yeah, dogs are wonderful things. Dogs and kitties. They're nice to have those pets. So, we enjoy them. Last night, or yesterday, our daughter brought over her terrier. I think it's actually a poodle Lhasa Apsa or something. Yeah, I think that's what they were saying that she was. Um, Eloise, yes, Eloise and I are buddies. I like Eloise. She is a a hyper little thing. Oh, yeah. Lots Lots of energy. A little bit of timidity, and yet curiosity you know so she like really wants to sniff and see and touch and you know everything but she's also a little timid a little scared a little cautious because well, we all had masks on and so yeah she was she was wary yeah you know because she couldn't see our whole face which was weird for her yeah well it's probably you know she she's you know like a lot of pets they've uh you know uh, the humanized animals have been uh around humans for a long time they learn to kind of read intonation facial expressions and stuff to say is it okay for me to you know approach you and that kind of thing and yeah when your face is covered up she's like i don't i don't know how to read you i don't is are you safe are you gonna be nice to me yeah i think she eventually figured out that anybody be mean to her ever right yeah but you know she's she's careful she's a smart girl she says i'm not gonna trust you till i know you're you're a good person yeah she's a sweetie Lots of energy, as most puppies have, because she's what? She's maybe about eight, nine months old now? I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's ballparkish. Yeah. Yeah. She's a sweet puppy. Sweet puppy. For those who don't know, yeah, we, we I mean, I hope everybody had a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We had a, um, a responsibly socially distanced and masked g- gathering of, of uh, you know, the appropriate number of people, so we didn't, you know, didn't uh, do anything that would... Um, you know, fall on a list for naughty or nice and, uh, and had a nice time sharing a little bit of a Thanksgiving that you hosted. And it was so wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, it was fun. We all ate too much like we're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. There was a little bit of waddling and, um, you know, I, uh, did my best there, uh, to, to, uh, make a dent in the food plates, but, um, yeah, it was all very good. Very, very good. Good good company and and uh, you know it was nice to just sit and have conversations with people and, and as i said we all had our masks on for most of we took them off obviously to feed ourselves but then we put our masks back on and uh you know just had good good familial conversations you know and uh and enjoyed each other's company which is something we we all desperately miss these days you know and zoom only goes so far right you know it's, yeah it, it's, you know it's different when you have people in the room yeah and you're sharing a glass of wine yeah, I mean, it's it's not even the, the, you know, it's not like we were, you know, hugging and patting each other on the back or anything. It was just the fact that you could sit across the room and see your, you know, your your uh, your brother or your in-law or, you know, I don't know. What's your brother to me? I guess 
nothing officially, but he's family and, and yeah, exactly. his wonderful wife, you know, it's like, I, I don't know what there's, if there's a title for that, you know, your in-laws family, but, uh, but you know, it was just, I, I, I just love your family to death and, uh, and it was really good to see them too. I, um, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. <sighs> so I'm in the house now. Tobin, of course, is still snoozing. <laughs> Still sleeping off that turkey. He is. He is. And, uh, you know, we're we're going to have a lazy day. We didn't do dishes last night, so we're going to be doing dishes. But other than that, it's just going to be a nice, lazy day. So, and, and we don't have that many dishes because we use plastic plates. <laughs> oh, but they were pretty plastic plates. They were gorgeous. Excuse me. They were gorgeous. Um, yeah. No, that was nice, you know, and, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, again, because Thanksgiving is the day of, of gorging and, and, and feasting and, and gluttony, um, the average paper plate just doesn't quite cut it. There's a lot of food to be eaten. And so, um, you know, those nice plastic plates, they're, they're much, uh, firmer, more solid, nothing leaks through them because they're plastic and they had the beautiful, like gold, like foil type look around the perimeter. They were just really pretty. Um, and, and large, which was always nice, you know, big enough, yeah. nice ten, ten and a half inch plate made room. And then you gave everybody a little salad plate too. So, uh, I, I noticed, I don't know if you looked around there, but a lot of people didn't put salad on the salad plate. What that was, was the spillover. Cause I couldn't fit everything on my big plate cause yes. I wanted or too much. Plate. Yeah, I it. actually, that's how I used it. I, I had a, um, um, piece of that great, um, your, your, uh, your daughter brought the, uh, pumpkin, pumpkin bread, which bread. was really good. And then um, there were some biscuits there too, so I had a biscuit and a, pump- and a, a pumpkin bread, and those sat on the on the bread plate uh, uh, when I wasn't using them to sort of soak up some gravy. And you know, I I'm one of those guys who uses like his biscuit or his bread to kind of help move things onto the fork. And so yes, well, I, that's actually actually that's um, the way you're supposed to do it. Uh, Emily Post would say, "Oh, really? That's how you do it? You're certainly not supposed to use your thumb." Um, it's funny because I had never um, uh, really thought much about it, and I was uh, doing that one time somewhere. I think when I was, um, uh, you know, like I think it was maybe Christmas. Uh, it was few, last Christmas that we spent with uh, in North Carolina with my parents, and my dad watched me eating, which is a little weird, and pointed out uh, that the way I was like manipulating food on my plate for whatever reason reminded him of his dad. He goes, "My dad used to do that," and I'm like. Oh. I call it eating. Your dad ate. Okay, that's not surprising, is it? You know, well, and no, he and he pointed out specifically, you know, using the bread to kind of. Get, and I'm like, okay, I, I don't know that anybody ever taught me. It's just something I did. Well, it is it is the proper way to do it, and cool. you know, it, other things that that I mean, at least how I was raised. Um, like when you take a piece of a roll, you're supposed to butter that piece that you put in your mouth. You're not supposed to butter the whole bread. You're supposed to butter that roll. Now we didn't have we didn't put butter on the table because there was tons of gravy and other things, but uh-huh. um, uh, but yes. And so, yeah, there was there was actually butter on the on the buffet table. Oh, and, there was. Okay. And yeah, and so you could put a pat on your plate, which I understand is also the way you're supposed to do it. Although I don't know if you know, so I was the first person to use the butter, and I picked up the butter took the little pat and moved it to my plate and when I did it a piece of the pat went flying about three feet over and landed on the floor right in front of uh, uh, your brother oh. and I, I stood there holding the knife with my plate my hands full staring at the butter right by his feet 
And he looked down at the butter by his feet and then looked at me and went, what did I do? <laughs> you know? And then went and got a napkin and cleaned it up. Actually, I think he, you know, just wiped it up, but it was, uh, Why did it was weird. The dog? Butter went flying. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was handled. We cleaned it up, but it was just a kind of a weird moment. You know, um, I don't usually expect butter to, to, to like flake off and a piece went off of the knife as I was just moving it from the knife to the plate. <laughs> it was like, huh, I didn't think I did it quite that aggressively, but apparently I was uh, pretty aggressive and, in the butter motivation world. You were hungry so. and you were bordering on hangry. You yeah. Wanted it handled. You wanted that butter. <laughs> yeah. So, did you hear about the Supreme Court ruling about, um, uh, it was the, uh, the Diocese of Brooklyn sued New York because of the COVID restrictions. And it was a 5-4 vote on the Supreme Court that, that there were, that the restrictions against churches were more severe than restrictions against other, uh, other organizations, right? Uh-huh. So as many people as you want could go to Costco or Home Depot, but they were only letting, like, if it was a big diocese, a big church, like 25 people in, if it was a small church, like 10 people. And the Diocese of Brooklyn sued because they said that is that is an undue burden um, and a, a violation of um, the freedom uh, of religion. And the Supreme Court agreed. And Governor Cuomo apparently was very angry about that. He said, well, you know, the, the law, the, the rule that went in, the, the, the specific rule um, that the court dealt with, that, that's already, it's already moot because it's already been handled, except he didn't say moot. He wrote, this is in, this is in writing. He wrote mute, which that's a pet peeve yeah. of mine. Moot and mute are not the same thing. Yeah. And an educated person who's now running a, uh, uh, state should know that. Yeah. I, didn't he go to law school? I think he's an attorney. Yeah. He went to so, mute court. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said it. Nobody said a word. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. So, and I think it's, I think it's, um, they have put undue burdens on churches. Yeah. I, well, I agree. You know, I have been saying for a long time that you should identify a space and the risk that that space presents and, and then score the space regard. I know it doesn't matter what's going on in there. That's irrelevant. It's important to whoever wants to be there. And they need to know what is the risk to me going in that space, whether it be for church or Home Home Depot or your gym. Uh, just tell me what the risk is, and then I'll decide whether or not I want to take that risk. And that's yes. my feeling. Yes. That's my, the libertarian to me is coming out, going, let people make their decisions. Just give us good information about, like, you know. And it's, it shouldn't be that hard, right? You should be able to say, well, here's the X amount of, 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 uh, occupancy space, um, you know, how many square f- or cubic meters of air is in this space? How often is that turned over based on your air handling system? And based on that, here's how many people can be allowed in here at a time and, and in order to meet minimum safety standards. And yes, and that's, that's, you know, and if you do that, you should be able to say, okay, you can, you can go to the gym or you can go to church or you can go to Sam's club or you can, you know, get your hair cut or, you know, go to your dentist's office, but I'm, you know, people are putting off all kinds of stuff because 
of uh, arbitrary rules being handed down by states about, well, you're allowed to do this, but you're not allowed to do that. And you're allowed yeah. to do this, but you're not allowed to do that. It's like not their business to pick what I'm allowed and not allowed to do. No, it's really not. Especially when it comes to worship. You know, they, yeah. they, they specifically do not have the power to tell me that I can't worship. You know, yeah. that was the, the Constitution's clear about that. And, um, it, and so I said it, I said it was the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn, which is true, but was also two Orthodox um, Jewish synagogues. Yeah, who um, have the same issue. I exactly. mean, that's because that's not really a, a faith-based issue. It's an issue of any faith saying, wait a minute, why are you we treating right us differently than, than the bowling alley? You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my cat is, is staring at me as intently as he can. The poor baby is going to starve in front of God and everybody because he hasn't <laughs> been fed yet this morning. Oh, my gosh. Poor thing is just going to waste away in front of you, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, because yeah. it's not like you love your kitty cats at all. I mean, I'm sure you never feed them. Never, never. He's mm -hmm. skin and bones. Yeah. Somewhere under all the fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somewhere under that, that nice belly, he's, he's actually skin and bones. Uh, yeah, my dachshunds <laughs> are the same way. It's like, you know, you think they waddle because they have short legs. But no, it's really, they're just trying to keep their gut from dragging. Um, did I say that out loud? Oh my gosh! Good thing the dogs don't listen to the pod. Yeah, yeah. Good thing the dogs don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, I would be in trouble. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, yep. he, see the the thing about I think I maybe have talked about this. His two bottom canine teeth he's an old cat as two bottom canine teeth have fallen out and so he can't eat any dry food because we have kibble sitting out all the time and yeah. um uh, he can't eat that so he gets fancy tough feast. i've got a toothless dachshund one of ours is now toothless and he still wants a little bit of kibble so we feel you know but i buy the stuff that's in the tiny little bites so he can basically like you know gum it a little bit and then swallow it yeah. um but but he mostly gets like a soft food we buy it in a it looks like a sausage roll and you just slice off a piece and kind of chop it up and then lay it down that's what he eats for the most part they, yeah. you know they sell it in the little refrigerated little refrigerator I, at the I store exactly it's like fresh about. pet i think is the brand and uh, so he gets that and then he gets a little bit of kibble with it so that he feels like a real dog because you know we don't want to emasculate him or whatever <laughs> it, it, it can't he canine him i don't know how do you de-dog him you know, we want him to feel like he, he's a dogly dog, and uh, and so he gets a little bit of kibble and he licks it up and swallows it. And he seems to be fine. Um, I did find though that as the dog gets older, sometimes their digestive system um, doesn't seem to work as well, and and especially if they're not chewing their food as well because they're they've got bad teeth. We found that there's this uh, you can buy. Um, digestive enzymes that don't really have a flavor that you can sprinkle on their food and that when they eat that they tend to um get more nutrition out of their food they get that make them a little healthier because um when he first lost his teeth he had really bad teeth um he uh started losing a lot of weight and i was worried about him and so i happened to mention that guy. mention that to the lady at the uh local paw spa here which is a great little place in corona where you can get your your puppies cleaned up and they also sell food and stuff and she said oh i have one that had that problem and here's what i did and so she she had these little you know thing of enzymes and you just put like it's like an eighth of a teaspoon you just sprinkle a little bit on their food 
and uh, and started doing that and and he plumped right up and looks nice and healthy again nice shiny coat and so you know I think it was just he wasn't able to get the nutrition out of the food he was eating so you know he was probably hungry all the time but you know he he, he was seemed good with it but but uh, you know when you pick him up and your dog feels uh, bony or when you're petting him on the back and you're feeling that spine a little too much you're like something's not right it's not like he wasn't eating so yeah so anyway there's a tip for you out there people if you got a dog that that's eating but not uh you know doesn't seem to be putting on weight first of all get him warmed <laughs> but secondly um uh you know maybe a little uh you know digestive enzymes on their food you can get them on you know at your food pet store or online and uh help them out a little bit I just put a piece of pumpkin bread in my mouth, which is really professional for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, now did you just spray some pumpkin bread around? <laughs> yeah, um, pumpkin bread. It was so good. I love pumpkin bread. I'm a fan of that. I like uh, uh, I like carrot cake. I like pumpkin bread. Um, I used to have a persimmon tree in, in our backyard before we moved. And um, for a long longest time, I was going, what the heck do you do with a persimmon? makes a excuse me makes a fine persimmon bread very much like a pumpkin bread quite good Ooh. my mom always made zucchini bread as we were growing up yeah i've had always, that too she liked to have a vegetable garden and zucchinis grow like crazy yeah yeah and they grow almost anywhere you can just you know buy the little bag of seeds and stick them in the ground and, and you don't have to it's hard to kill a zucchini they almost grow like a weed as far as you know they vine out onto the ground and stuff so if you don't feel like you have a green thumb that's a good good one to start with that and radishes have you ever grown radishes no. Radishes are like easy. Radishes. Yeah, they're easy to grow, and I like radishes. Um, so, you know, there was a um, uh, place down in, in Orange County that I used to like to get food, uh, Taqueria de Anda. And I knew the de Anda family had a couple of their kids in school when I was teaching. And um, uh, when you order your, your tacos from them, they'll say, do you want everything with that? And everything includes, like... Um, some carrots and radishes in a little bag that you can, so you get a little bit of fresh vegetables that you eat with your tacos and it's good, you know, to kind of offset, um, and it's not like those spicy carrots. They're just, you know, but they're just a little bit of vegetables. And so it's nice. I always liked that. Um, and one time there was no radishes and the guy at the drive-thru didn't speak English and I don't know how to say radish in Spanish. So, um, and it was before you could get to Google Translate, so I had to have my tacos without my radishes. I think they probably just were out. That's why. But bummer. Uh, bummer, yeah. bummer. Oh, but uh, talking about food the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. Hard to believe. Uh, I can't believe Thanksgiving's over. Uh, I mean, rabano, you know, rabano, rabano, rabano. Yeah, the accents Rabino. on the first day. Rabano. This is a radish. Okay, I got to remember that. Oh, little okay. radish. Rabanillo. And for this week in Spanish translation, <laughs> el rabano. Okay. Well, I had no idea. So, uh, apparently, there's, a, there's, so there's an article in Newser asking the question, could COVID make you lose a tooth? COVID has some odd symptoms. So um, apparently there's been an epidemic of cracked teeth from people who have the disease. Hmm. And it's, it's uh, it can, this, this symptom, I mean, how awful to have your teeth cracked. Um, 
and this is one of the many many confusing symptoms that have come mm -hmm. from this coronavirus. I had a tooth um, chip a while back. I'm wondering if maybe I had had a mild case and didn't know it. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to blame my chipped tooth on that. It couldn't be that I brush my teeth once a month. Ew! ew I'm teasing. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? So, so apparently, this a patient in an online survivor um, group said a t one of his tooth fell out while he was eating ice cream. Um, what what kind of ice cream person. was he eating, man? You're like chewing uh, on your ice cream? Come on, I dude. I know, right? Right? Well, That's what I think. Is her, she said her molars uh, fell out while she was flossing. Hmm. These are both COVID survivors. Interesting. Of course, that doesn't mean there's an actual trend. It could be just some random people with bad teeth, but... Uh, well, apparently they fell out with no pain and no blood. Also weird. Very weird. Very, very weird. It's like the roots of the teeth die and the tooth just falls out, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. It, and and they're, so uh, they're thinking maybe the, the virus attacks the blood vessels in the gums. Yeah. So it's a blood foe issue. Doctors speculate that the mouth may be a prime breeding ground for the virus due to a large presence of ACE2 cell receptors. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. So... This is, yeah, this is well, they've talked about hair virus. loss and COVID toes before, too. So you get, like, weird toes, lose your teeth, and go bald. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> we're going to become like the aliens that we see. You get those big eyes that are bald and, and you know, the, 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 the grays that they talk yes. about. That the, we're all, That's how we become aliens is we all get COVID and our teeth fall out. <laughs> and our hair falls out. Wow, so that's it's bizarro. Like those creatures on I Am Legend. Yeah. Uh, the zombies, the ones who got that virus. Bizarro. Absolutely yeah. bizarro. Absolutely bizarro. We are now living in bizarro land. Yikes. Yeah. Well, now that we're on podcast and not on radio, I will repeat what I said yesterday. 2020's been a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> It just has from start to be finish. It's, it's, you know, and I'm so, you know, we talked about our, what we were thankful for. I'm so thankful for my family and friends and those people that are around us that we're able to, to touch base with and, and check in on and, and remain humanity. Um, and, and, and you among those for, for letting me be on the radio show and doing this with me, the podcast with me, because, uh, you know, my, my, my day gig was a night gig. I coached swimming and my swim team has not been, in the pool since the middle of November. I, my job went away. I mean, I'm grateful that most people that I know still have their jobs and certainly that my wife still has a job as a teacher, but you know, I don't. And, uh, and, and it's been kind of crappy, you know? Yeah. Kind of stinks. Um, I don't know if you started seeing the videos of restaurant owners pushing back. So there was a video that I saw on YouTube um, and I think that the re I know the restaurant was in Buffalo, and somebody had made an anonymous, and I'm using air quotes, tip that um, that the restaurant was still seating people indoors. Now it's Buffalo, and it's November, so it gets cold. It's not like they can do outdoor seating even with heat lamps. It's cold in Buffalo, and so um, excuse me, they um, they uh, that this this video would. This um, health department person showed up along with the county sheriffs and 
the the owners of the business pushed back and said, "You're on private property. You don't have a warrant. Get off of my land." And yeah. Um, they were screaming at him, and the woman was like, "This is legislative law." He said, "It doesn't matter. I have a it also. You know who made the complaint? Well, it was anonymous. Well, I have the I have the right to." confront my accusers what he said and um he shouted them off the property because the, the, the sheriff was like well you're on private property you you know he's right you don't mm-hmm. have a right to be here because there was no warrant and so um restaurant owners are starting to push back now in canada um there was a guy who uh um who um uh let's see what did he do he's the owner of adamson Park. he said a what you said he, he said uh, in Canada, a guy did what? And I went, he said, A. <laughs> yes, and so, they, yes, exactly. So this this Adamson's barbecue um, allowed people to, to eat indoors. Again, it's Toronto. It's cold. It's November. And yeah. um, he's facing 13 charges for continuing, continuing to accept customers from Tuesday to Thursday um, while, while amid anti-mask demonstrations in the area. Uh, cops say they watched customers come and go on Tuesday before the city's public health chief ordered the restaurant's closure. Now the laws are different in Canada, um, you know. But my yeah, I don't uh, know how the rules work there. Yes. So, um, but the, what what the guys in Buffalo in this video that I saw on YouTube, and I'm sure it's not the only one, um, they said you cannot take my livelihood. Now they were they were cordial until they started chanting, but. Um, you know, it's like you can't you can't force me for to, to for my family to go hungry because of this. You know, let me open up my business. And you know, um, so the the woman from the public health department uh, obviously was very very annoyed, but they pushed back. And I don't know what happened next. So I'm I'm very curious to go back and see if if they shut that restaurant down. Yeah. So I I think people have had enough. I mean. People and we had this discussion last night. We need to close for six weeks. Everybody can do anything for six weeks, and it's like, but it hasn't been six weeks. We closed down, started closing down the second week in March, and so it's been all of this time, depending on what state you're in, where you've been in some degree of closure. And I, I gotta think that like Disney's gonna sue, and Knott's Berry Farm here is gonna sue, and. You know, Disney said if they don't open soon, they're going to be laying off hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Well, come on. Yeah, Disney. Yeah, Disney's already said thirty-two thousand people are laid off at their parks. They said we just, you know, at this point, we don't know when we're going to open. No, you know, neither neither Florida nor um, California is letting them open up, and they're going like, okay, fine. Thirty-two thousand people just got notices that hey, you are no longer an employee of Disney until further, you know, and we'll we'll rehire people at some point if we're ever allowed to open up. But we just you're not going to carry this on. So, you know, those people will all now be collecting unemployment. Although I probably they were already because you know you can generally collect unemployment if you're furloughed too, which is what they were previously. But now they've been let go. So, and a lot of those people, those benefits have been dried up now because they were never meant to sustain an entire population for, you know, a year. Yeah, the better part of a year, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just nuts. It's yeah, and you know the the in the discussion last night, people were saying, well, if you would just wear if people would just wear a mask all the time, that this problem would go away, but it won't because you know it's like you close the country down for six weeks along the same lines, 
and it'll all go away. And I said, first of all, maybe it's eradicated in our population. We have airports and and seaports, and we have a 2,000 mile border with another country that's not doing the same thing. And you know, a 3,000 mile border with the with you know Canada that, of course, that one's still closed. I said, so people as soon as soon as one person comes in who's got COVID, it all starts over again. You know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, the vaccine will be ready by then. I said, maybe, maybe, maybe it will, and maybe it won't. You know, they're they're making they're they're going fast, and it's going through the process, but we don't know. It'll happen when it happens. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah. we have to have an economy to come back to. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I just go back to what I was saying previously, which is I feel like, you know, every business, every place that people gather in should be rated based on air movement and space and say this is the number of people that you can safely have in there and, and let everybody go on their merry way, you know? I mean, I don't yep. see why people going to Disneyland... You know, you could put, uh, you know, people on on the roller coaster. So fill every other seat. They're outdoors. They're spinning through space and the air. You can have people stand six feet apart. We've been doing it at the grocery store for better part of a year. We all know how to do it. So, you know, just put dots on the ground and let everybody stand there. It's like, frankly, you don't have to say anything. Just put little pieces of tape on the ground six feet apart. Everybody will look at those and they'll move, you know, stand on a tape. We know. We get it. We all figured it out. We're not stupid. You know? Yes. Yes. So apparently Ireland has declared Santa an essential worker. <laughs> Good. Thank goodness Santa will be out there doing his thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and the thing about it, though, that, that, you know, is 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 Santa, if you're getting your picture with Santa, you're sitting, kids, the little ones sit on Santa's lap, right? So isn't that a little too close? Isn't that like a hug that's in the six feet window? I'm just saying. Yeah. No Santa lap. You have to you have to email Santa your your list. Exactly. So we are we are about out of time here. Time and has uh, flown. Whoosh. It does. When you're having fun, time flies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and funny. So- I felt like the radio show. We hit the end of it. And I went huh, and and same thing today. Like huh. I'm I'm very much Scooby Dooing today. <laughs> right, right, row. yeah so well thank you all for joining us today or whenever you're listening which is your today i'm aaron brinker and i'm todd brinker thank you so much we appreciate your listening to us subscribe on your podcast player everywhere all right and we will uh, see you on monday have a great weekend everybody (laughs) 